Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Catherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent crazy world the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world i am your host katherine seegers and in today's episode we will tackle this vitally important question have you or your kids been wounded in the church hmm? yeah yeah this is a big issue i keep them coming uh, sometimes we can feel like the walking wounded in the church. Some people will jump from church to church trying to forget their wounds. Others will leave the church altogether. You know, I recently wrapped up a series on judging and I shared some examples of kids who were judged by Christian leaders and counselors in ungodly ways. And and some of these kids did leave the church as a result of the wounds inflicted by their Christian mentors so sad. So today we are going to talk about the wounds that can happen when we walk closely with other believers in the church. And we're also going to talk about the important role that the church fills in our individual lives as believers and in the world as a whole. And to wrap up the show, I'll give you four steps you can take and your kids can take when you've been wounded in the church. That's a that's a tall order, I know. But when we realize how important the church is, we can start to make sense of why we get wounded there. Yeah, yeah, you know, it makes a lot of sense. That's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Boom. 
before I jump into today's topic, I have a very exciting announcement to make. I am so thrilled about this development with CPCW. If you've listened to the show uh, for any length of time, you know that this has pretty much been a solo venture. It's just me. And yeah, I haven't done any interviews on the show, but I get at least a dozen, if not more, solicitations every week for interviews. Most of them are, you know, pretty off base for the show, unless you are tuning into a Christian parenting podcast to find out how to grow your business, or if you are interested in the surprising uptick in demand for Christian hip hop. Yeah, you know, um, those topics just really aren't in my lane, but you know, some of the, the inquiries really are topics like like how to improve the relationships in your family, how to teach your kids about biblical sexuality, the cult of transgenderism in our culture, teen suicide. You know, I have just scheduled an interview with a young woman who attempted suicide and survived. She is in a wheelchair, but she has found hope in Jesus. And and she has a ministry to help other young people dealing with depression and anxiety. Such a powerful interview that we're going to have there. Well, I guess I kind of jumped the gun there. Yes, I'm branching out, mamas and papas. I'll keep doing some of these solo podcasts as well, because I love offering deep thoughts on these critical topics myself. But I'm going to start bringing some guests on the show who will bless all of us with their insights and wisdom. So be looking for that very, very soon. Mm -hmm. Now, on to today's topic. Uh, My last episode was on abuse in the church, which can clearly cause some very serious Wounds. You know, a, a few months ago, I was struck by how powerful church wounds can be. I was, I was taking a class on church evangelism at Colorado Christian University and, and our assignments required us to reflect on our church experiences. And for quite a few of us, myself included, that dug up some wounds. At one point, a guy in the class, sheepishly admitted that he hasn't been in church for the past decade. Yeah, mm -hmm. 10 years. Well, you know, I'm sure that you know what a decade is, but that's a long time. Now, mind you, this class is in a graduate curriculum in apologetics, the field of, of Christian theology that defends the faith. This guy is clearly a mature believer. He loves the Lord. He loves God's word. He is investing an incredible amount of time and money and, and effort to earn a degree in Christian apologetics. And he isn't planted in a church. Why? Hmm? Yep. You guessed it. Church wounds. They can really mess you up. They can make you want to uproot yourself from the very place that you need to be planted in order to fulfill God's purposes in your lives and in the lives of your kids. Church wounds are serious business. In my previous series on judging, I mentioned a friend whose brother was called a horrible name by the principal of our Christian school. Now, now the school 
school was at our church, by the way. So they were one in the same. My friend's brother, uh, I'll call him Rick. Rick wasn't a super masculine guy. He was, you know, incredibly intelligent and hysterically funny. He was brilliant. But he wasn't a jock. I I don't know why, but in front of a big group of people, the principal called Rick a word that I, I, I can't even say it. I can't even repeat it. Now, this was the same principal who called me a liar, by the way. But liar is nothing compared to what he called Rick. It was was devastating. That word left a gaping wound. Rick left the church for a very long time. The church is not a perfect place because it is not made up of perfect people. I've often said, don't go looking for the perfect church because you won't find it. And if you do, don't join it because you'll just mess it up. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not trying to insult any of you because the same is true of me. If I ever found the perfect church, I would mess it up. We are not perfect. So the church isn't perfect. But sometimes the church can be a place of deep deep wounding. Last year, someone turned me on to a podcast that made it to the very top of my podcast list. Now, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but this was at the very top of that list last year. It's called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. You might have heard of it. That was hands down the most talked about podcast in my Christian circles last year. Everybody I know was listening to it. The rise and fall of Mars Hill told the story of a church called Mars Hill, which was planted in Seattle, Washington, by a pastor named Mark Driscoll. He's been a rather (laughs) controversial and explosive figure in evangelical circles for over 25 years now. Mars Hill, which was founded in, uh, I think it was 1996, it experienced an astronomical growth over the course of about 18 years. But Driscoll was known as a huge bully who left a lot, a lot of wounds. At one point, Driscoll said, quote, there is a pile of dead bodies behind the Mars Hill bus, and by God's grace, it will be a mountain by the time we're done, end quote. Yeah, he said that very proudly, and he got his wish because there were, in fact, a mountain of wounded and dead bodies behind that church. Many of them left the church altogether. I I can't even wrap my head around that kind of thinking. I can't. The idea that your ministry is creating casualties, but your work is so important that you hope to pile up the bodies of anyone who questions or challenges you behind the church bus is mind-boggling. I can't see Christ anywhere near this type of mindset, this this thinking. I can't. Now, the podcast on Driscoll and Mars Hill went viral because so many people relate to these types of experiences in the church. I, I was listening to the first or second episode. I'm, I'm not sure which one. I was out running and I was listening to the podcast with my earbuds in. And at one point, I just you know, out of nowhere, I doubled over 
sobbing. It was literally wailing. It came from this deep place in my gut, out of nowhere. But this wound was clearly still there, buried, not too far down. One of the people being interviewed in the podcast was talking about how they were always walking on eggshells and how they felt like they had to try to avoid the truth because speaking the truth was so hard. And whenever they did speak the truth, they got bludgeoned for it. And I was like, ah, I've been there in the church. I have. Maybe you have too, or maybe it was something else, but the wounds are still there. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Yeah, you know, church wounds can leave a serious mark, but sometimes they can go much deeper than hurt feelings and wounded reputations and broken relationships. Sometimes they can damage the soul. They can be criminal. In the last episode, I talked about the Southern Baptist Convention being investigated by the Department of Justice for a pattern of abuse that spans over two Decades, And of course, there are many other abuse scandals in the evangelical world. The wounds can be criminal sometimes. But here's the question we need to ask. Why do so many people get wounded in the church? We've, we've already established that the church isn't a perfect place because the people in it aren't perfect. But why is the church such a target for the enemy? Hmm? Hmm? Let's think about that for a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. I shared this once before in episode 17 on how to discover your purpose in life. For much of my early adult life, I had no idea, like, like no clue how important planting myself in the church was. I had a, a really inaccurate view of what the church was supposed to be. My husband and I 
went to church every weekend. We were faithful tithers and pew sitters. And, you know, I had even gone to a Christian undergraduate and graduate school. I knew the word, but I thought that some people were called to work in the church and the rest of us were called to work out in the real world. So so while we went to church, we weren't really invested in the church. We weren't planted there. But one day I was reading this book by John Bevere called Driven by Eternity. And this one section in the book was a major, like major light bulb moment for me because somehow I had <laughs> never really understood this foundational truth about the church before. Bevere says, quote, the key to finding your purpose is being planted in the local church. Here we will flourish. You may have a life calling to do something great, but it will not mature properly if it is not first birthed from being planted in the local church. End quote. He goes on to say a little later, he says, quote, the calling on your life will come to you in seed form. If I plant myself in the church, I will reach my God given destiny. If not, I may use the gifts in my life for a different purpose than my creator intended. End quote. This was truly a eureka moment for me. For the first time, I realized that the key to discovering my individual purpose in life is planting myself in the church, which is the body responsible for fulfilling God's corporate purpose here on earth. That is the key for every individual to find their purpose. You can't find your purpose apart from God's purpose. And God's purpose is fulfilled in the church. Need a scriptural foundation for that? I hope you do, because we always do. Listen to this verse. Psalm chapter 92, verses 12 through 13 say, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. As Christians, we flourish in the house of the Lord in the church. That is why Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We're not supposed to be doing life alone. We can't do it alone. I mean, we can, but we won't fulfill our God-given purpose in life if we go it alone, because the church is how God is working here in the earth. Listen to what Jesus said to Peter in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. He said, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church, I love this, the church is more powerful than the gates of hell. Hmm. Listen to God's plan for each of us 
in the church. Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through 22, he says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure, still talking about the church here, the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place, still talking about the church, for God by the Spirit. <sighs> Together, in the church, we become the dwelling place of God on earth. It's no wonder that the church is under such attack. It's no wonder that there are so many wounded people in the church. If Satan can get us and our kids to abandon the church, he can not only get us to abandon God's purpose in our individual lives, he can paralyze God's primary body through which he moves in the earth. That is why he attacks us in the church. That is why we get wounded there and our kids get wounded there. So what do we need to do when we or our kids are wounded in the church? I'm going to give you four quick steps here that you can take. Number one, first step, give your wounds to God and listen for his direction. He has a plan to heal you. He does not intend for his church to be full of the walking wounded. Mm -mm. Check out Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. In it, God talks about giving us beauty for ashes, gladness for mourning, praise for a spirit of despair. God is about healing wounds. He goes on to talk about rebuilding the ancient ruins. That is what God does. So give your wounds to God because he's going to heal them. Step number two, seek godly counsel. You can do this in a number of ways. Consider finding a professional Christian counselor. Some churches offer these kinds of services for free, or your health insurance may offer counseling services as well, even Christian counseling services. Ours does. I have a child who battles anxiety, and we were able to find a Christian counselor for her who takes our insurance. Mm Mm-hmm. Also consider joining a Bible study or a small group. I have received lots of free therapy in these types of groups. God did a deep healing in my life from a 17-year battle with depression in a women's Bible study. Didn't cost me a dime. Well, maybe like a dime. I think there was just a few dimes that it cost. But uh, those women walked with me step by step to healing. Look for a Bible study or a small group near you. I'm going to a women's Bible study called Community Bible Study at a local church right now. CBS has groups that meet all over the world and they offer child care and, you know, there may be one in your area or there may be a Bible study fellowship or something else like it. Look for one. You can also receive good godly counsel from books that does not substitute for meeting people face to face and walking through something with with a community support group. 
But books are a great source of of healing from these types of wounds. Beth Moore has a book out. uh, It's quite old, actually. It's called When Godly People Do Ungodly Things. It's really great. You know, I recently used a book by Dr. Chuck DeGroat called When Narcissism Comes to Church. Wow. Yeah. Was that ever good? It was very enlightening and cathartic. It you know really helped me to heal from some church wounds. Ask God to bring some helpful Christian resources your way to aid in the healing process. Step number three. Uh, this, this one may be the hardest, but uh, you've got to forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I know it's hard, but unforgiveness doesn't hurt the person who hurt you. It hurts you. It keeps the wound fresh and and raw. Unforgiveness is a prison. It imprisons you, not the person who hurt you. There is a reason that God commanded us to forgive others. This isn't a suggestion, by the way. The Lord's Prayer says, forgive us as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Yeah, mm -hmm. that isn't easy. But remember, you don't have to do this in your own strength. God will help you. You just have to be willing. Ask God to help you forgive. And if you're really struggling with unforgiveness, a great resource is a classic book by John Bevere called The Bait of Satan. I've mentioned it before. It's a very serious title, I know, but it's true. Unforgiveness is something the enemy baits us with. And the consequences of remaining bitter about these wounds are life altering. The full title of that book is Bait of Satan. Your response determines your future. How we respond to these wounds determines what God can do in us and through us for the rest of our lives. So we need to forgive. And step four, the final step is don't forsake the church. You know, at some point, most of us are tempted to say good riddance to the church. But the second we do, we forsake ourselves because we will never fulfill the purpose God has for us if we are separated from his body and neither Will our kids? We need to teach our children the importance of planning themselves in the church. And we need to teach them what to expect there. That is opposition, often through offense from wounds. Honestly, we need to expect wounds. And and we need to teach our kids to expect them as well. Because, I'm sorry, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but... You know, it, it, it's going to happen at some point, but we must not forsake the church. Your God-given purpose and the God-given purpose of your kids depends on rooting yourself in the body of Christ. <laughs> that is how we need to deal with these wounds. Give your wounds to God. Seek godly counsel. Forgive and don't forsake the church. Now, quick reminder, I am back to bi-weekly podcasts right now because I am traveling to a lot of college preview days on the weekends with my senior. But I am busy, busy, busy 
Mamas and Papas, lining up some phenomenal conversations for you with some incredible guests. We're, we're going to talk about relationships and biblical sexuality and gender dysphoria, teen suicide, serious topics and some lighter topics. I'll bring those your way too, and and so much more. Be sure to subscribe on my website at katherineseegers.com so you won't miss an episode. And follow me on Instagram, why don't you, and, and Facebook to keep in touch. Yeah, you can drop me a line there or you can always email me at katherine at I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now. And I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. uh, Just a thought. Uh, And be sure to check out my website, which is katherineseegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name is Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.